Hi, and welcome back to the Markeisha Hall Podcast. We have a very special guest here with us today. He's a mom of five, a CEO of two residential homes, and we're going to just be discussing on how she became um, interested in opening up her own residential facilities. So let's get into it. Um, Her name's Jennifer Oglesby, and I'm going to actually let her introduce herself. Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Jennifer Oglesby, and first, I'm a mom of five. I have uh, four biological boys, and um, my oldest son, who's 17, um, is on the spectrum, Mm -hmm. and I am also the um, CEO of two adult residential facilities for adult autistic males. Okay, okay, okay. You were going to try for that girl? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did try for the girl over and over again. But what we did was we finalized our adoption in 2020. Yes. So see, 2020 bought out some pretty good stuff last year for us. And um, we have our little girl. She's yeah. four years old. Yeah. yeah, hands full. Yes, hands full. She's a little diva. <laughs> yes. Kind of like her mom. Yes, a little bit. And her aunt. Okay. Okay. Yes, they do that. okay. I brought you on because you are the CEO of a residential facility. And typically, since I'm in early childhood and Josiah's only six, um, I'm in that space. But what I'm um, learning or what I've learned, we know each other, obviously, um, is that um, the services change once they get older. And then I didn't even think about past that into like adulthood, but you were already thinking about that. Yes. So what got you on your path to to owning two residential, adult residential facilities? Is that what you call it? Yes, adult residential facilities. So our journey sort of began with Bryce at about the age of 13 because his levels started changing. Um, at first, we were kind of moving in one direction to where everything was kind of shooting upward. Mm-hmm. And he was able to kind of be included in regular um, education, everything was going fine. And then we started noticing like a turn academically, socially, you know, mentally, the whole nine. So we had to completely rethink his um, education path. And um, he is placed on a a 22 year old track. So he's placed on a different one for high school now. And that's when we started thinking, we have to do something a little bit more because we have five kids and, you know, they're all going to go in different directions. Barry and I won't be able to take care of Bryce forever. Mm -hmm. And so I had to think a little outside of the box and kind of um, think, what can I do to help him now and also help other people? And so that's how we started our journey with the adult residential facilities. Wow. You're just going to make it happen. Yes. Make it happen. Yes. Yes, yes. So you said something um, that I'm not sure that the listeners are all already thinking about is there is a transition um, that that happened in high school and then you made a decision. There's two tracks. Yes. So they can do the the, the general ed track where he would graduate at 18. But they have you, yes, 18, 17 or 18. Yes. um, To graduate from high school. And you just have to go, it's the traditional track. So if your child is experiencing any struggles or different things, you just have to sort of be very active. And I think I'm considered a 
an active parent in the high school. Yes, I think um, so. I was, you know, always there and kind of involved. So I made the decision to switch him. He was on the traditional track, but I switched him because I started noticing him being stressed out. Right. His anxiety was increasing. Mm -hmm. And then I had to think, what counts more? You know, is it his anxiety or is it the quality of life that we all sort of aim for every day, you know? And so Barry and I, we had conversations and it's a hard pill to swallow as a parent, Mm -hmm. but I did it because over time with Bryce, I stopped thinking of almost, I guess, what other people think I should do for my child to what is the best thing for my child. And so the 22 track was the best thing for him. He's completely stress-free. He's able to have art class. He designed shirts during one of his periods in class. Um, He has a couple friends that he speaks with um, on Zoom now because of distance learning, but it's probably the best decision that we made for Bryce. Right. That's good, Jen. Um, and, and parents out there, um, she said she had to realize that the paper, you know, society saying, oh, that was not as important because that would be like for you, <laughs> right? Like, that's oh, look what he, instead of kind of for him. And that takes a lot of, um, you know, reflection, self-reflection to say those things and still be, um, you know, we're still proud of Bryce. I'd say a we. That was the right track for him. And he actually be, began to really blossom, yes. have friends, like you were saying, have friends. And I think the pressure of that kind of grind wasn't, um, you know, was, you guys said, wasn't appropriate. And you got to see him thrive in a different way once you made that decision. Absolutely. So it's not all about everyone else's milestones. Yeah. So that was that was great. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Approved. <laughs> yes, approved. <laughs> so tell us about the residential homes. Like um, how, who? What and when, what? right? Okay. So when we started thinking about the facilities, I actually researched the ones in my area mm-hmm. and I went to go visit. Mm. And I think that changed my life. Right. Seriously. It, it gave me an entirely different perspective. And at one point, and I'm not giving any names of the facilities, but at one point I went to the car and I was with my brother and I literally had tears flowing down my face. And the reason why is because I'm not saying that it wasn't a good facility, but I'm just saying that it wasn't what I would create for a facility. And I thought, what if my child lived there? So that's what helped me sort of um, design my whole program design around what would I want for Bryce? Mm -hmm. And that helped me, I guess, help others. I'm helping other adult children out there, you know, for other moms and dads. And so right now um, we have two homes and our first home um, are the males. They range from 19 to 47 mm-hmm. and they're amazing all four of them they're amazing yes they are they are they're spoiled yes. <laughs> yeah they get fast food they you know we treat them 
like family. Yes. I really do. Yes. Holidays, birthdays, um, every single thing that you can imagine that we would do with our own child, our own children, we do for them at the facility. Right. And I love that. She really does, like literally, they have her phone number, <laughs> personal number, so they could call and tell her about their, their girlfriends or whatever they want to <laughs> go shopping. And that's um, rare in that space, um, which I'm which I'm learning um, and never really, you know, never really thought of. And to know that you as a parent could possibly create what you want, because it is a thought that, you know, I get I get choked up. No. Um, Josiah is only six, but I don't know how it's going to um, how independent he's going to be able to be. Mm-hmm. And the thought of someone not taking care of him or just mistreating him, really mistreating him and really is a thought that I know a lot of special needs parents are thinking of, especially as we get older. <laughs> and yes, they do have their siblings. Um, but like in Bryce's case, he he tries to move out. Like he might not want to be, he wants to be yeah. independently. He might not want to be with one of his siblings. And that is a choice that adults with disabilities should be able to make, right? They should be able Absolutely. to make that. Of course, yeah. their siblings, Bryce has wonderful siblings. Joe has, that's always an option. Um, if something ha- were to happen to us and something was happening to you or Barry, but Bryce wants to, he wants to be on his own. Most definitely. <laughs> I don't know how many times Bryce has actually moved out. So right. <laughs> that's the thing where he moves quite often and he never really goes anywhere, but he likes to pack his bags sometimes. Right. And he, what he was really trying to, I guess, let us know is, Hey, I'm a teenager. Right. I'm an, I'm about to be an adult. So he reminds me all the time that when I'm 18, I'm an adult. I can do this. I can do that. And so I kind of changed, you know, they teach you. I did a post today on Instagram. The kids really do. They teach you how to be a parent and they mold you on, you know, how to even treat them right. because we changed from, oh my gosh, my son has autism. What do I do to where I'm like now? This is Bryce's world. Here he is, guys. Accept him for who he is. This is what he likes. This is what he doesn't like. That's it. You know, so that's how it happened. I'm like, yes, yes. 100. Yes. And they should be able to have, as an adult, those options. Yep. Be able to have those options. And um, what I found interesting in meeting the um, family at the facilities that you guys have, not family, the, I don't know. I don't want to call yeah, them. Yeah, they call them clients. Well, we call them clients, clients but, but no, we don't I like call them my family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, is the wide variety of um, things that they do. One of them has a degree, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so, hmm, but how do I want to say? I want to say like my, my eyes were open that it just doesn't have to just, you don't have to think that as a developmental home is a place where, they, they aren't successful or they just can't be in a home in their own home because of maybe a behaviors or anything like that. It's really, I, I think, and tell me if I'm wrong is if they want, they choose to want to live independent. Also they have the job, they can have a job, they can have degrees, yeah, and things like that, but they still want to be independent from their, their parents. For Correct. Correct. And they come. And in some cases, the parents just 
can no longer take care of them. Mm -hmm. But inside the homes that they go to day program and they're learning how to, they learn how to do different jobs. They learn um, how to socialize. They play games together. They play basketball. They do so many different things with them during the day program. And unfortunately, because of coronavirus, everything is sort of shut down. So now we have to incorporate different things into the facility. So I bought more games. I bought them um, a basketball little hoop for inside the house. So that way they have different activities and, you know, movies and so on and so forth. But um, they do get a lot of experience. And like you were saying, Markeisha, one, you know, he has a, a bachelor's degree. He could work IT if he wanted to, you know, he, he plans on being married, right? you know, and they all are very capable. And so we just sort of push those skills and we keep them. Um, they have their own therapist. You know, right. we work with a, BH- a BCBA mm-hmm. in our home and we treat them like they're independent adults. So we give them the responsibility because right. one of our clients made a cake the other day. And when I went to the facility, I was so hungry and I was like, Oh, it's a cake. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he was like, yeah, I made the cake and it was so cute. And it was, it was actually good. So I didn't get that invite, but okay. Sorry. next time, next time. <laughs> well, wow. Learning a lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I just want to give a little introduction of what it is, what it looks like. Let parents know that there is an option that you can start this on your own. Right. You didn't um, go to school for for this, right? No, it's something not that, at all. that your child would need. And if they, if a parent wanted to reach out, what to um, consult with you on how to mm-hmm. possibly start this on their own? Is there a email address, or I know you, they could go to your Instagrams, Jennifer Oglesby. Yes, they can go to uh, my Instagram. It's uh, Jennifer L Oglesby. So that's J E N N I F E R L O G L E S B Y. And a lot of people send me DMs or you can email me um, for the facility email address. And it is Rising Hill One, R I S I N G H I L L, the number one at Outlook.com. So and they can, yes. Mm-hmm. They want to talk about possibly consulting to get a process because we, we didn't talk about the process. Right. We're going to save that for another time. Yes. Uh, yes. Because it's a it's a process such such as the IEP process. It's a yes. mystery sometimes. <laughs> uh, but you have figured it out because you have two yes. successful successful ones. Um, so we're going to, you know, give them the inside scoop on there, possibly yes. on your Absolutely. Podcast that's coming up. Absolutely. So we can uh, talk about that one, but I do. And currently um, I'm working with two clients um, that are interested in opening up um, a residential facility and they're not both based in California. Um, So if you're interested, just please contact me and I would love to help you guys on your journey. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Being on the podcast. Well, um, you can always find us on Clubhouse too. We do chats yes. on Tuesdays. And um, if you need any IEP help, um, we were just talking about kind of transitioning and thinking about actually even when during their first IEP to prepare them for future employment, further education and independent living. So getting those things written into your IEP early 
And thinking about those things early could um, just help we want help help them be independent adults. Yes, but- it's so important. And Markeisha is being very modest because <laughs> if it wasn't for Markeisha Hall of MarkeishaHall.com, um, I don't know if I would have like sort of went down the path that I did with Bryce because she helped rewrite his entire IEP. They had him kind of going in one direction and she changed it. And I don't know how many IEPs that we had to go to until it was done properly. And then they were like, is Markeisha Hall coming to the IEP? And I'm like, she is. And they're like, okay, what do you want? Just take it. So um, definitely if you have a kid that's going through the process, I would definitely consult with her because she changed the whole process for Bryce. And um, if you look on my Instagram, his friend that's on there, um, she also helped her during one of her IEPs. So she is the best. So definitely do that for your child. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That wasn't a part of the thing, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) But yes. But these are babies. That's you know? right. They, you know, got to find the right thing. That's what's supposed to be individualized. So that means we got to keep tweaking it, tweaking it, tweaking it until it, till it is individualized. So exactly. So, exactly. That, so they can thrive. Yes, absolutely. Well, I've hogged up your day, but I will be calling you in about an hour. Okay. <laughs> in the podcast. Thank you everyone for um, joining us. And um, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes. Thank you so much.